This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And we're here. We are live with a special edition of the Forever Mighty podcast. uh, With... Um. It's this. a holiday now, by the way. What's oh? What's oh, yes. Carlisle getting fired? Holiday. <laughs> it's a holiday. Yes. A new holiday. day. Yeah. New dawn. <laughs> I guess you could say. But uh, if you, I mean, obviously you know the news if you're here. And Randy Carlisle has finally been fired as head coach of the Anaheim Ducks, and in a fashion I don't think I would have ever predicted, or any of us would have ever predicted in that Bob Murray is the man who's going to be taking behind the bench. That uh, if, you, if you remember, I said that, by the way. You said that? So, no. Yeah, I said that we were talking post-game, and I was like, I was like, oh, don't you think he'd, it'd be like a move to go back behind the bench, be, like just like Lou Lamorello? And you're like, no, I can't see that happening. <laughs> see, what, what's even crazy about this is we had uh, – Somebody mentioned today, and uh, Joseph just messaged us on Facebook saying, like, Bob was in Europe. We saw this yesterday. Apparently, he was in Sweden scouting HV71, which is a team in the SHL, where he was just there. But the SHL season right now is on a little bit of a break. They haven't played a game since the second, and they weren't going to restart again until February 12th. So I don't know what he was doing there. But all of a sudden, he makes this move, and he's back practicing at at, uh, Anaheim Ice today (laughs) because the Ducks tweeted it out. It's a hell of a trip. Do you think he was really in Sweden? Yeah, I don't know. There were some people who said he was in Sweden, and there was a lot of reports yeah. he was in Europe. Was what we huh. we meant? Uh, I forget where we heard it yesterday, but we mentioned on the pod, and we put out a tweet yeah. yesterday that that he was in Europe and he was on a Euro trip, and you put out uh, the the well, picture on Facebook. Bar. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, then we got messages today from a couple people saying he was scouting HV seventy one, which is in. I don't know how to pronounce this, but like Yoko Ping, Sweden. And uh, now Nailed all of a sudden it. he's back. He may, Maybe he just didn't want to be in the same country as Randy Carlisle when he fired him. He just wanted to be I mean, that's a 15-hour flight. Yeah, but he's that's like, a 15-hour I mean. like, flight. That's why it's so weird because we hear he's in Europe like as of yesterday. And then all of a sudden he's back today practicing with the team. Like It's hilarious. That's weird. That's the thing. Like, if he he must have just made this. Like, somebody must have told him this. Like, if you're making that decision, right? Like, why would you go to Sweden, and then a day later have to fly back because you're gonna fire the coach? Like, did he make this what decision was he doing? watching the game? Like, was he already in Sweden and then made a decision? He after had this to game? have already been in Sweden when the team yeah. was in Ottawa. And yeah. then made yeah. the, and then he was like, "Well, this game against Philadelphia went so bad, yeah. and now we're we're they're heading back home." And he's like, "Yeah." I can't go. I can't go back to Anaheim Honda Center and and have to face what the fans are gonna do. And he, they yeah, had to have seen uh, that people were. I think it's wrong, but people were saying that they might boo during Scotty's retirement ceremony and things were starting to get out of hand. But yeah. I'm sure they saw that, and that's something they definitely don't want, right? Like you got to avoid that at, at all costs. That's not not saying that's why they fired him, but. 
it's it's just kind of no they fired it because everyone's pissed about it there's so many season ticket holders have come out and said that they're like giving the double finger to the to the organization for not making any sort of directional move and not terminating a coach after failing for five months and you're just going to sit there and send out season ticket renewals and have your reps call people and be like, hey, are you really excited to come back to this great team that's yeah. getting you know, probably record low in points this year with a coach that hasn't done squat since he's come over? Yeah, it's about time. They, they had to save face. I guarantee you half of this or more than half of it had to have come from the Sam Willies because this is Bobby's best friend. And the idea that, that, that it was going to happen anytime sooner than summer was a, such a far-fetched idea once we got past November. Right? We all said it. He's here for the long yeah. haul. Let's let's start off because the Samuelis did pen a, a letter or an email to oh, season ticket holders. Late. Rather long. I this is my first time reading it because I just got back from a game and now it, it, it's funny because I left. Randy Carlisle still coach of the Anaheim Ducks. I get there, <laughs> get then you you text me and I thought it was something else and then all of a sudden I find out the the news and then now I get back and there's this letter so. If you haven't read it, it says to our valued Orange Alliance members, because I guess it's just season ticket holders that uh, yeah. that they value. But yeah, <laughs> said uh, today's a yeah, difficult day much. for our franchise. Randy is a dedicated, passionate man that we respect immensely. During his two stints as our head coach, he became the winningest coach in club history. Took us to the conference finals three times, and of course, won a Stanley Cup. We thank him deeply. This has been a surprisingly difficult season. We supported Bob Murray's previous decision to allow the players and staff to battle out this situation. While no one person should take the blame for our current predicament, recent results dictated that Bob needed to make this move. We are a proud organization with a great winning tradition. Our current performance is very disappointing, and therefore we have given Bob permission to do whatever is necessary to get us back to our winning ways. Pause there for a second. Do you think they give they gave Bob permission or they told him that you have to fire Randy Carlisle. <laughs> you guys know my opinion on that. Yeah, I, I, I would say they, they, they put a lot more faith in uh, Bob Murray to, to make the decisions. And I think that things are so overwhelmingly bad at this one particular thing that he was, you know, digging his heels in and standing, you know, uh, you know, fast on his decision. They're like, listen, no, you, you gotta. Something's got to be done. I don't care what it is, but you got you got to do something here. You know, figure it out, do something. We're not firing you, but something's got to change. So I, I think it was a, a nudge in the the direction. But I like how they say that. Oh, we gave him permission. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. Just it just feels like they yeah they they said you got to do this because like and there they said we gave him permission. But then they also say, like, recent results dictated that Bob needed to make this move. Or, like, we needed to tell him that you have to make this move. Like, that's that's what it seems like to me. Um, it picks off by saying, by placing Bob behind the bench for the remainder of the season, he will gain unique insights into the team, which will enable him to best determine the changes that need to be made. Changes he already to- knows what's going on. Why would they even say this? Yeah, it, it's you can't tell me that he had, like, we even heard from Josh Cooper that, Bob Murray doesn't do it often, but he will go down into the dressing room sometimes, and it doesn't happen at all that often at all. Where if he does do it, it is a surprise. But I'm sure he like just because he's not in the dressing room, he knows what's going on with his team. He should know more than anybody what's going on with his team. So telling me you're gonna put him behind the bench and that's he's gonna gain a unique insight. <laughs> he should already have a unique insight into what. Uh, What's going on in this team? He should have the best insight out of everybody and what's going on with this team. If you're the general manager, you should know more about your team than anybody. 
Don't you guys feel like? Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I uh, know. I feel like maybe. I mean, I, I applaud the Samuelis for even releasing something. They didn't even have to really release a statement. They're trying to let the fans know what's going on and and how this is kind of played out. Yeah, they're trying to put maybe a little bit nicer spin, but I mean, if you're in there and you're coaching with the players every day, I think that can give you some sort of different perspective than one where you're watching from afar. Yeah, you already know the personal history of what's going on with guys as a general manager, but being a head coach, being there in practice, seeing who's trying day in and day out. Uh, I think that can give him maybe a little bit more perspective. I don't think it, it's going to change radically any decisions he was thinking about making or all of a sudden... Uh, he's got a completely new uh, perspective on certain players. I don't think that's going to happen, but all the more information he can gather on what he wants to do with the team or what he thinks might work, I, I'm for it at this point. Put him yeah, in there. But, I mean, this comes at a very key time in the season. Every, like I said, everyone got their season ticket renewals. and people Some were of calling. them went up in price, yeah. too, I heard. Yeah, and people, people are getting phone calls from reps, and then these from reps playoffs. are hearing an earful. <laughs> yeah, someone said on Twitter they were told we're only four points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, a lot, no, and a lot of people got like actual like playoff ticket, like saying we're, we'll charge you for playoff oh, tickets. And obviously, like, if it doesn't go to the playoffs, you'll get your money back. But like the fact that the, the, they actually sent this out thinking that this team could still make the playoffs, like I understand being hopeful and like as a team of wanting to the best for your team. But like, let's be honest, the Ducks are last in the Western Conference. I know there's still like only what like four four to six points out of a playoff spot, which is ridiculous, but. Don't send that out. Like, you you literally sat there in a room and were like, should we send this out? Yeah, let's send it out. Like, okay, but let's let's be honest about this, guys. Like the way this works, I mean, you guys know how business works with this. I applaud the Sam Willies. They've been part of a winning tradition since so they've been here. They took over the team. They changed the face of the franchise, the name of the franchise. Put so much money and time into the community. They care about this team a lot. They give all that trust to Bobby. Bobby starts making decisions that don't go so well. And Bob has a history of things going well. It's not like he's all of a sudden just had this great spot and now he's back to being bad. Bob's been, in my opinion, a relatively good manager, if not above average, right? He's made some really good decisions in the organization. I fault the same way, like, almost none, okay? Because you have a marketing team, a director of marketing, all these people below that should be telling you what they're paid to do. This is what we need to do to address the people that are paying the turnstiles and paying at the concession stands and paying to see this team. You need to manage these people. These people are business owners running a franchise, but they have smart people that are supposed to help them out in these situations. Not saying they're naive to the fact, but you have those people to give you, you know, they keep you in touch with your customers. And so the marketing department needs to be fired. I, I, that's that's part of the problem for me. Like, if you're tanking this bad and you wait till you lose 19 of 21 games before you send out a message of, a, like, basically almost like a, a like a, almost like an apology, like, hey, sorry, we're so bad, but we're going to turn it around. At the same time that you sent out, here, can we have more money? That's a problem. I think that is such a mismanagement of, <laughs> of marketing for the Ducks. They're garbage. That whole department should be fired or something should happen there because that's terrible management. I, I, I Hire really us. I, I, hey, man. <laughs> I, they just need better people. There's better run organizations when it comes to that. And I feel like the Ducks have a product, or I mean, until this season, have a product that's been exciting, been competitive. It's been a good market. It's grown. And the Sam Willys have dumped millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into this team. They deserve better. And I feel like they got done wrong by their management team below them. Um, so a lot of this, to me, goes, goes towards Bob Murray. 
and the marketing team for like this is a that's a that's embarrassing. That's a flop. You're gonna send on an apology the same day you ask for more money right. um, when a team is this bad. That's really frustrating. <laughs> like I had one of the dads today, my daughter's game, say, "I'm so glad I didn't renew my season tickets for this year. This is yeah. garbage. Yeah. It's it's a tough year." You, you said that you said that all with a Randy Carlisle face over top of you, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. So uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Dave uh, Dave said Pat looking good, looking good there. <laughs> if only if only uh, if only Randy could have actually said that. Um, to finish off the rest of this, uh, they said, where is it? Where did I leave off? Changes are always difficult, but you can rest assured that the ownership and management will do a thorough and thoughtful assessment of our team and make decisions that are in best interest of the team for both near near term and long term. We are confident that we can turn this around quickly. We are grateful and thankful for the support and dedication that our fans have provided over the years, and we ask for your patience and support as we navigate through the remainder of the season. So it's 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 not saying directly that we're retooling or rebuilding. It's an owner statement coming out saying like, "Hey, we're sorry." Pretty much like that's that, I, which is fair. Like I think this is kind of what people were looking for, but it it does kind of feel too little, too late, right? Like it's now what, 20-some-odd games to the end of the season, 26, I think, 20, 26 games to the end of the season, and you do it now. You've already lost 12 games earlier in the season. I think this is the third time they've lost seven straight this year. Like, why now? And, like, I get it. it this is the worst stretch they've had. This last seven-game losing streak has been horrible. They've allowed over four goals per game over that stretch. But it's, like, it's so late. Like, it's now. It's just so It's so desperate right now, it feels like. Like, I get it. I'm all for it. It makes sense. But this should have been done, like, way, way back earlier in the season. Yeah. I mean, as far as the coaching change, for sure. Um, as far as, uh, you know, the apologies and uh, things are, you know, as far as trying to renew the, the season tickets for next season, I feel like they're, they're kind of just on a deadline. And it's like, hey, we got to start. At this point, we got to start asking now. You can't really ask him back in November, hey, you know, we're doing okay right now. Let's talk about next year before this thing really <laughs> hits the fan. Well, I mean, like, make the decision sooner, right? Like, fire your coach or don't fire him at this point. Like, don't the fire him. The biggest mistake is not firing the coach. Yeah, they, they should have fired him like a month That's ago. The and then the renewals are not so spot. bad, right? Because you've already made the change. We're going a new direction. Here's our renewals. This is what we're going to do. Like, they need to figure that out. And will, will, will people in the NHL stop with this? Can Bob Murray be a head coach with no coaching experience? Just f off because yeah. he has two assistants <laughs> who run this team. Can but they just why, have why no he's... head coaching experience either? Like, oh please! Like I Bob know... already knows the room. It's not a big deal. Lou Lamorello did it for the Devils. You don't think for a minute that Marty Wilford and I forget the other guys they forgive me on the bench are, are not going to run this? Like they're no, going to no, run they it. Are. They are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have nothing wrong with. It. I'm just saying. Like if anybody's saying, oh, he doesn't have head coaching experience, well, neither do the assistants. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like no, nobody uh, right now behind the bench has head coaching experience. So it doesn't matter if you put Bob Murray back there, if you promote Marty Wilford or whatever. Like. <laughs> At that point, like honestly, I didn't even think of, of this being an option. I really didn't. I did. This did not occur to me that this would happen. I and we even said on yesterday's podcast that I would they would, if they didn't want to bring up a guy and they wanted to fire Carla, then one of the assistant coaches would just get interim, and that's what it would be. Yeah. I, mean, I I never thought that Bob Murray himself yeah. would be sitting behind the bench for twenty six games. What is? Like, do you think he's going to be running breakout drills? No, he's going to be sitting <laughs> over there watching the team. So he was making efforts, talk to the players. He's gonna to try to get in and kind of get like maybe like you guys said, get more of a feel of what's going on personally beyond the ice because he even said he wants to get in the trenches with these guys and figure things out along those lines. But like Frank Sarvelli of of TSN, 
how will GM Bob Murray fare behind the bench with no NHL coaching experience? Like, dude, shut up. Like, the season's lost. You gotta, <laughs> people gotta stop trying to that. If you're him, you yeah, like, you want you want to get clicks? Put that out there. That people are gonna click. on I that. like Cervelli too, but that's just a dumb thing to say for your headline. What a, what a clickbait article that is! Okay. Like, no, no Relax. kidding. Relax. Come on. Down. That's all. No, it's just like, angry. Just come on. <laughs> you got a right to be angry. I have a right to be angry. No, no, it's a happy day. Randy Carlyle's gone. You know, we're still here bitching about it. <laughs> yeah. well, there's a bunch. Like, of, I didn't even see. There's just a bunch of quotes from Murray today as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murray yeah, came out with yeah. a bunch of stuff, so, man. Yeah, I don't think Murray wants to be behind the bench any more than any of us really want to be behind the bench. But you know, it's it's kind of like it probably goes back to, hey, you need to do something. He goes, well, I wasn't prepared to do something, so I guess I'll have to go back. To, I, you know, I don't think he necessarily wants to be coaching. No. I think he'll 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 enjoy you know trying to like I said figure out a little bit more of of what he wants to do based on what he's seen down on the bench in practices be more hands on I think that's a, a good approach but at this point you know he's he said well who am I gonna I mean the only person that would make more sense to go in there would have been Dallas Eakins he's not gonna mess around with that no. that team's doing no. too good they got a chance to win the Calder Cup. Just let you know, let that go. That probably would have been the move, but at this point, that team's doing so good, and there's nothing here worth bringing anybody in. And it's not fair to whatever coach you put in there, no. even if it's your assistant coaches, and try and put them in and go like, "Hey, here's your first crack at the NHL. Try not to f up this dumpster fire." You know, good on you. Yeah, I mean, he didn't want to do that to anybody. So, like, listen, I'll I'll just go in there. I'll you know, coach. But, you know, it's a puppet coach, essentially. Do you think, I think it's the more along the lines, it. though, guys? Do you think it's more along the lines of not necessarily, hey, don't mess this up, but more along the lines of there's a lot of guys here who are potentially not going to be here in two weeks when I trade them. So why even try to implement systems and get get yourself involved with the head coach, like a head yeah. coaching position when things are going to change, it right? It's all like going to change coming around. I, 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 mean, like, I feel like it is. I don't want to get my hopes up because I always get my hopes up that Bob Murray is going to make big changes. But now with him behind the bench, and like I don't buy that unique perspective thing one bit. Like he knows this team, but it does give him a little bit of more of an idea. Like he said, he's going to go in there, and he specifically said he wants to determine if they have people who can lead. Uh, they put lead in quotes, so I don't know. Or he said brackets. he's worried about. They put lead in brackets, so I don't know if he said that or they're just putting it in there as, as like an assumption. I don't know. The Dutch put it out, so oh. I have no idea. But, Maybe he was thinking about it and they put it in brackets. <laughs> so, like, but he's gonna go in there and he's gonna at least get like a, I don't want like I hate I don't want to say a different perspective, but he's gonna go down there. He's gonna get a better view, I guess, of what's going on in the locker room. And get an idea, possibly, of, of maybe if he wants to trade some of these guys that he wasn't thinking about before in Cam Fowler or Josh Manson or whoever, Adam Henrique or Jakob Silverberg. I know like he's still going to have to work with that, but maybe he ends up changing his mind on some of these players when he has to be around the team all the time. Like, like he was just in Sweden on a Euro trip scouting, and now he's going to have to be behind the bench enduring this with this team, watching them with a front seat the whole time. I mean, that's you get a different perspective doing that. So I, I don't know if that's going to change. I hope so. I hope he, he sees what's really going on here and is, is willing to make some necessary changes. But I, I'm not going to get my hopes up because we've been waiting for it all season, and the biggest trade he's made is Andrew Cogliano. <laughs> so here's, here's why it's going to stay largely the same as we see it, because what Bob said today, he was asked the question, um, whether or not he will bring up the kids, the top prospects, and le or leave them in San Diego. He said, if we can get them in a positive environment, meaning if we can put team. out this fire and make it more positive here, 
then we'll bring up some people who deserve a shot to get a taste of playing in the NHL. So nothing long term is what it sounds like. But he goes. He said overall he wants to keep the group in San Diego, and I applaud that. And I think him taking the helm behind the bench, that was the indicator to me. He's not bringing anyone out from uh, from San Diego. He's like, you don't have your playoff run. We'll figure things out here, and then you guys try out in training camp, and we'll see what happens. But I think the majority of the moves, guys, are probably going to happen more or less at the, at, uh, the draft than they would the trade deadline. That's, He's going to want to flip picks. That's generally his his mode of operation, his MO. But he, um, I don't know, this this season, A, I think caught him and uh, Samuel Wellies and pretty much fans, I would think, a little bit by surprise just how bad everything was. Yeah. But how bad? Yeah, yeah, and so the fact that he ended up, uh, the fact that he had to end up getting rid of a coach, even though he really didn't want to, he just wanted to write it out and be done with it. Uh, and he's getting himself in there. I mean, this, that's kind of unprecedented. That's not a you know a normal Bob Murray thing. And so I I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of changes his tactics this year just just as just because everything is just so already off the rails of, of what the norm is for this team and what he does that I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, different tactics this uh, season and a trade deadline. We might actually have something to talk about. He's not going to be too busy to trade. I get you. It's well, he's got a GM, head coach, and an, an executive vice president. president yeah. It's funny because, like Dave brings up yesterday on the podcast, we were talking about optics. And like, if they were going to do anything at this point, it would literally just be for for optics and whatever whatever optics you want to present to this team. Obviously, that's what they they made this decision on is they didn't like how it looked to keep Randy Carlisle there after just horrible loss after horrible loss, and and they decided they had to make the move because it was just embarrassing. Like you're getting now national media coverage on how bad you are. You're getting James Duthie giving a uh, Andrew Glad and his uh, his wife a honeymoon in Turks and Caicos because they went on honeymoon for the Ducks road trip and they were so awful that he felt sorry for them. Yeah. It's like you're getting like That's national right. media coverage everywhere, like TSN, Bar Down, NBC, like all of these people. Like they're all reaching out to not just those, like their story, but just looking at how bad the Ducks have been. You get like Twitter is like literally just bagging on the Ducks. Like they haven't had this much coverage, I don't think, ever. And, yeah. and it's because you're horrible. <laughs> and like it's it's at a point where it's like you can't get much worse than this. And they have to do some kind of saving grace. And it honestly seems like they didn't want to fire him, but they couldn't deal with it anymore. Like, it was so bad, they just they couldn't deal with it. Like, they were done. And now and now Bob Murray is our supreme overlord, and he's just everything. <laughs> he's everything for this team now. He does everything. Yep. Uh, you guys use the Versus tool at Wave. It's called www.waveintel.org. Have you guys been to that site? Jason yep. Paul runs, the time, uh, runs part of it. Time. Well, no, you can actually, it's those cool graphs where you're able to pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen them. They're good. So I compared Bruce Boudreaux's last season with Anaheim 2015-2016 and Randy Carlisle's most recent season, this season, obviously, 18-19. And wow, what a stark difference that what one offense. coach got fired from uh, compared to the other coach that got fired. Yeah. And they were both getting the same goaltending. Pretty much, it's really, really close on goaltending. But five on five, the Ducks are facing ten more chances against every single game than they were when they were with Bruce Boudreaux, who was offense first. Yeah. So this this really struck me. It was like the first thing I thought of this morning when I when I saw this like around night when, when he got fired. I was like, well, called it. Should have never fired Bobby or Brucey. 
Never should have fired Brucey, Mr. Bob. Don't know why you wanted to do that and bring back good old Randy because he won a cup, I don't know, a decade ago. And you think that's going to bring some sort of charm back to the franchise. I still understand why they fired <laughs> Bruce, though. Like, I get it. I, I do, too. It I made don't. sense at the time because, like, the f- fan base was still upset. They were upset that the Ducks were going far but not making it to the Stanley Cup final. And Bruce had this, like, tagline with him that he just was a regular season coach and he couldn't get it done in the playoffs. Well, okay, hold and on. So Greg, why does Randy was, get this 100-yard leash of, I don't oh, it's, I'm, the no onus is on idea. the players. I don't know why. The onus is no on idea. the players. But, it, like, <laughs> honestly, Randy should have been the guy they brought in. They should have brought in somebody else. But uh, yeah. that doesn't mean Bruce, they should have moved on from Bruce. I think it was the right time to move on from him. And because the fan base was calling for it, a lot of people were calling for Bruce Bridgewater to get fired at the time. There was people who weren't, but you know, after just being so good every year in the regular season and not getting it done in the playoffs, there were people that wanted him out. And they made the the right move at the time, I think, to go in a different yep. direction. But the the wrong move was bringing back Randy Carlisle. They didn't go out and get like there were some good coaches available, and they didn't go out and, and get anybody else. And they decided to, to play it safe, which was the bad move at that time when the window was closing. And you went out and got Randy Carlisle, like. That's that's the big problem. But the players really, really wanted Randy. Bob said I that. so don't Bob believe that. Said, I don't believe that one bit. What are they gonna say? <laughs> I, no? I don't really believe it either. What are they gonna say? No, and it's if like, they well, say no, yeah. they're not gonna print it. Like <laughs> Ryan Kessler right. and Ryan Getzloff both gave their stamp of approval. Approval. They they were excited about it. Excited, I tell you. I had yeah. I had to say just calm down, boys. I haven't said yes yet. And they were just jumping both, at it. The fan base turned on Bruce Boudreaux because Solani got mad at him about, about his mix. No, that was so yeah, minor. Ever since Timu came out and said something, it, it pissed off everyone about Bruce. Whatever, what pissed me most off about Bruce was was his inability to change within a series. That always oh, like Randy me. Carlisle did. Never. I, I don't like Randy Carlisle. I didn't want him as a coach. I'm not saying he was any was better. I'm saying too. Bruce Boudreaux in the playoffs would say, what are we going to do for game seven that you didn't do in game six? So we're going to try harder. Why is he going to tell the media? We're going to outwork him. No, no, but the like, that's the Come fans on. were upset because it was Game Seven. It's like Dave and Quack City brought up six in the chat. and like seven. Game, game sevens and like Game Six, like you'd be up three two in a series, and the Ducks just had this this thing around them that they just would lose both. They just couldn't get it going, and, and they would always they lose did game three seven years in a row. Like it just became a thing, and like fans were were fed up. A lot of people were fed up. And like I'll honestly, dispute you guys on this hundred percent. I'm not like okay. I'm not saying <laughs> Bruce Brujo like he wasn't a bad coach and. You know, maybe you shouldn't have fired him at that time, but I like I get it. Like I get why they do it. That's what I'm trying to say. I get why they did it because this team is all about optics. They can't yeah. look bad. They can't. Bad. They never <laughs> want to look bad, and that's why they fired Randy Carlo now, and that's why they fired Bruce Bochy back then because they were looking bad because they were becoming the team that they would. It was Washington before this that they couldn't beat Pittsburgh, and there was it was Vancouver couldn't beat Chicago, and. There was teams that just couldn't win in Game 7s. The Ducks were becoming that new team. They couldn't win in Game 7s. And there was it was getting national coverage, and a lot of people were putting that on the Ducks. The Ducks never want to look bad. So they let them go. They went in a different direction. They brought in Randy, and they ended up, they ended up looking worse anyway. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, uh, let's hop off the Bruce train because you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, okay. One, one thing I want to talk here. about, because Joseph brought it up to us, is like, and it, it's just what what do you think Randy was actually do, or not Randy Bob was doing in Sweden like people were thinking he was coaching a team like uh, not coaching scouting talking to Ricard Gromberg like, yeah if he was, was there thinking. but like it, it's weird because I looked it up like the Ducks obviously they have two prospects in Sweden they have Isaac Lindström and Ole Eriksson but the season's not even on at this point there's a 10 day break and both 
cities where Isaac Lindstrom and Ole Eriksson Ek play are within two and ten hours of where Bob Murray apparently was. And the team that he, that he was apparently scouting doesn't have any draft-eligible prospects. They don't have any uh, really good players that he would really be scouting. Like, I just... It didn't make any sense to me. I think they have a one prospect who was ranked in uh, number 23, I think, in, in European skaters this year. Like, unless he's just going out there to scout that one guy, I don't know. He's trying to find really Jason Bourne to take out even uh, Randy <laughs> That's the thing. Like, they're not playing. So, like, it's weird that he would be there. Like, the, the season's not even May- on. I mean, maybe it was a pleasure trip. It wasn't business. He just went there, went to the Winchester, <laughs> waited for this whole thing to blow it's over. Yeah. It's a girl. He just couldn't. He couldn't face the music. He had to be in uh, in Sweden, where he feels at home. Yeah, That's right. Where, where he drafts all his players from. He had to be at home and and remember the good old days. And they couldn't face Randy. Wait, wait, wait! Grit and leadership. So, um, so where do we go from here? We got any questions in chat? No, a lot of people just kind of agreeing with us. But there's a, an obvious way we could go with this, and it's who do you think they bring in now? And, and they. Who, Dallas Eakins and, and I think Eakins. Who do you yeah, think? I think who do you Eakins. want? Ricard I think Eakins. Well, yeah. For me, it's those two. It's Eakins or Gronberg. Um, Eakins is has done an awesome job down there. Um, and, you know, I would say at the start of the season, I was definitely far more uh, for somebody other than Eakins. Um, and then Gromberg came up. That seemed like a really good one, but you can't really deny everything that Eakins is doing down there and how great he's, he's made that team with, with the prospects and the fact that they might actually win a Calder Cup. I mean, I think he's deserved the chance to come back in and do it, and I don't know if that's what they want to do because then who are they going to replace him with? I don't know if he's just a really good AHL goalie or goalie uh, coach, but um, I've I'm kind of one if someone's been in the organization a while and they've done what you've asked and exceeded expectations, I feel it's something that you give that person a shot. Although I really would hate to miss out on on being the first team to get Gromberg in there. Uh, I think that would kind of work with our team as well. So I'm stuck. I think Ekins is probably going to be the choice because that's what Bob Murray knows and he might stick with something he knows. That's where I'm on. I I don't want to be the team that misses out on Gromberg and just watch him succeed in another team. Like, there's no guarantee he will, but I just feel like he's going to come in this league (laughs) and be a very good coach. And nothing against Dallas Eakins, but you never know with it, right? Like, Josh, uh, John, who is it? John Cooper? Yeah, John Cooper, right? With with Tampa Bay. He comes up and he makes a. Is it Josh? Josh sorry, Cooper's, sorry. Yeah, thank it you. Is. Like, yeah, yeah, John yeah. I keep getting yeah, because Josh Cooper comes on the show all the time. So uh, I didn't know where you're going. We, yeah, I, I, yeah, if Josh Cooper was a coach, he could. Yeah, Josh, let's get Josh to coach. <laughs> he could do it. Yeah, Josh Cooper could be the new coach of the Ducks. He, who needs the I athletic? Can he can just come yeah, coach right. the Ducks. Uh, but you know, Cooper comes up for Tampa Bay from the AHL and is like when we talked about best coaches in the league yesterday in the podcast, we had him up in our top three. And then you look at Jeff Blashill in uh, Detroit and he was supposed to come up and do really well with Detroit and now he's had a, a really tough team to work with in, the, in a big transition uh-huh. period but it hasn't worked out the same as it has for Cooper and you never know how it's going to work out with, with the guys coming up from, from the AHL and Eakins has that, that kind of baggage with him from Edmonton and I don't blame that on him that was a horrible team he got thrust into and said fix it and, and nobody could have fixed that you could have you put Babcock Quenville Still not in fixed. with that team nobody would have been able to fix that but 
I don't know. It, it, it's just tough for me because if it was just Aikens and like Sheldon Keefe and a couple other guys, I'd probably say just go with Dallas Aikens. But like Ricard Gronberg, man, like I don't, I don't want to be the the team to miss out on that and watch him go somewhere else and and just do really well. Like that, that's what's hurting me a bit. Like I'll be happy with whatever they do. I think they go uh, Dallas Aikens just because they didn't bring in somebody else right now. But you've got those two guys both available in the offseason. You know, Gronberg's contract's up. He's going to be looking for a job. He'll probably get one. And then also Aikens has a chance to come up as well. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be Aikens for sure. Yeah. But you, yeah, he, he just he he just he made the case too too well this season. Um, I you know I wish he didn't because <laughs> I, I kind of want to get like oh Gromberg's the easy choice. But now now there's a tough decision between the two. But Aikens just thrust himself into that position now. What like, it's, it's the Bob Murray move? Do you want Dallas yeah. Aikens or do you want Ricard Gromberg? Oh, well, you got to make me make choices. I know. I wouldn't hate like either. You, one guy deserves to be there, and then one guy is yeah. the unknown that you want to get a shot at. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, exactly. we all know it's going to be Dallas Aikens, but I think I'd rather have Ricard Gromberg take the chance and see what he's, happens. He's, but not it's not, it. he's not making it through this offseason without getting hired. He's going somewhere. I get, like, guaranteed somebody's going to take a shot on this guy. So it's it's this season or bust, and... Like, it would suck for Dallas Aikens to not get the job after working so hard and doing so well with San Diego. But, like, man, you've got, like, potentially the perfect fit in either of them. And they both could do well or one could do well somewhere else. Like, that's that's what worries me is, like, Dallas Aikens will come in and maybe he just isn't what everybody is hoping he'll be. And then you just watch Ricard Gromberg go to another team and just do really well there. Like that That's a nightmare for me <laughs> if that's to happen. Because yeah. the Ducks are, are kind of out of it. And, like, even if Sheldon Keefe... If he goes somewhere else, uh, if he leaves the Marlies and gets a coaching job as well, then you've got like my two top guys outside of, of Aikens that are gone, and they're they're with somebody else, and then then you've got to wait for the next big thing to come up, and and you might have missed out on it. Now you're kind of stuck with Dallas for however long you're gonna you're gonna do that experiment for. I don't even know what kind of contract they'd give him, right? Like, like at this point, they're in a transition period. Do they give him a one year test? Do they give him a two or three year deal? Like, what do they even go for? They probably do a two-year deal. You're gonna give them. You're gonna give them more than one shot at the can like that. Come on. Yeah. My my heart says Gromberg, but my head says Eakins. How do you? Yeah, think it's gonna it's gonna be Dallas Eakins. Like, how do you think the fan base would react if they didn't bring up Dallas? Eakins? Most people don't know who Gromberg is. Gromberg's on the hype train right now, man. He's being talked about on a lot of different podcasts. He's been on but, mainstream like, media. He was talking with uh, with Dave Haxtell, the Flyers, right before he got fired. Um, having oh. coaching talks, he's been all over the place. I really feel like uh, it's he's he's up and coming in, in the upper echelon of, of uh, coaching options. So I feel that he's he Sheldon Keith and probably who else could you throw in there? Um, Randy Carlisle. Now that he's available, probably the top, <laughs> yeah. the top coaches to be able to. Um, be, uh, Joseph talks. just gave uh, Joseph just gave us the the best possible scenario is Dallas Aikens gets promoted to the Ducks and Ricard Gronberg becomes the new coach of the San Diego Gulls. <laughs> That's a huge possibility, honestly. I mean, yeah. because we, when we talked to Ricard, he said that he wouldn't he wouldn't shy away from either, right? He just wants to take the steps to get into the league. So that's, yeah. that's my new that's my new hope right there. Dallas Aikens yeah. gets rewarded for his work. We don't have to hear about it. And then Ricard Gronberg. No one else gets Gronberg. <laughs> or Gronberg comes in as an assistant coach if they want to go that right. route. But you know, Dallas Aikens probably wants to hire his own staff. But yeah, Gromberg, Gromberg coaching the Gulls and Aikens coaching the Ducks. I'm I'm all for that, hundred percent. Things started going downhill when they when they uh, let go of the Walrus. That was uh, that was the big indicator. Uh, yeah, I've, 
Get rid of him. That was it. Garrett yeah, said I thought they, they said. The, the goals are stacked. How much can you credit to Aikens? I mean, you want to look at what he's done. I guess you could just talk about uh, the goals that he's that he's uh, coached that have come up to the to the NHL. There's really good players in the system that have, that have been coached by and they come up and play for the Ducks. So, I mean, yeah, what, I, Dallas I mean, Aikens has been there how long? Yeah, I know. And I would say, look at what Troy Terry was doing prior going down to the goals. I mean, he was a non-factor in NHL. Goes down to the AHL, uh, is coach, gets some confidence, the team starts playing well. All of a sudden, he comes to the NHL, and he's he's a legit threat to score goals now. I mean, it's you know there, there's been a huge difference with in the season, and I don't think it's because all of a sudden he found scoring talent. I think he was probably utilized a lot better. The coaching style is a lot better to entice offense and build up that um, you know a little bit of confidence to really let those players be as good as they are. So I think it has to do quite a bit with with coaching because prior to that, all his only coaching experience uh, at the professional level was Randy Carlisle. Look how fruitless that was. Dallas Higgins is a player's coach. So some yeah. some players just respond better to that, and, and we I think we saw it uh, whether it was an article or, or something. I think Eric Stevens put an article about Troy Terry where he talked about how Dallas Higgins just set him aside and said, "Hey, it's okay if you go out there and make mistakes. I'm not going to bench you. I'm going to play you no matter what." And you know, I don't think Randy Carlo is that type of coach. Not saying he benches <laughs> guys, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to bring a young player aside and be like, "Hey, if you make mistakes out there, I'm not going to bench you." You know that that works for some players. It doesn't work for others. And and you know Dallas Aikens is just a different type of coach. And I think that's what that's the main reason I think people are so excited. But it's obviously the goals are doing well. But he's a complete opposite from Randy Carlisle. He's a, he's a completely different guy. And right now that's what Ducks fans want is a guy who's nowhere near Randy Carlisle. Nobody wants to get well, you can, close it, to this again. Yeah, and you can look at his at uh, Dallas Aikens' times with with the Toronto Marlies. Right, he had. Two successful years. He had his first two there. He was out of the playoffs, right? And then the second one, he got all the way to the Calder Cup final, lost. And then he lost the second round. And then he was a head coach of the Oilers. And you know how that story goes. And he goes to the goals in 2015-2016 under Brucey and loses in the second round. And then the next year, loses in the second round. And the last year, he didn't make the playoffs. And then this year, they're they're 25-15-5 and 15 and five. Um, with 45 games in, and so they got 23 games left in the AHL season, and they have a really good team. And so I don't think that he's a bad choice coming in. And I, I kind of like the player coach being the changeup from Randy, and that was kind of what happened, right? When they fired Randy, they brought in Bruce, and that's exactly what Bruce was. And then Bruce got got everything out of that team offensively, and we were winning games. They were the comeback kids. Remember those times, the exciting yeah. times when the Ducks would come back and storm in from the second half of the of the of the second period or the third period to come back and win games? They were a much better team. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if Eakins came up, but, uh, I don't, I don't want to see someone else's experimental chance with Gromberg go right. We miss out on it. That's, that's how I feel for sure. Well, who's, who's <laughs> looking for a coach or who will be looking like the Kings, they brought in their guy. Did they, are they on interim right now? Who do they have? I don't even remember who's, who's there in LA. That's somebody. I don't think so. Well, they no, fired no. John Stevens, right? Barube, so in St. Louis, right? Right now, Craig Brewer is in St. Louis. It's really Dejardin. Dan. Willie Dan. Okay. Well, they actually coach. hired a guy, so maybe they, yeah. maybe they'll continue with him. But there'll be Thank teams God we don't have to St. Louis. St. Louis. Chicago. Coach. Chicago. No, Chicago's going with with a really Carl, good coach. Carlson, yeah. He's yeah. a young guy. They're gonna go with him. But St. Louis is gonna be looking for a coach, and whether they go Quenville or Gromberg, like I'm sure they'll consider it. 
it's just whatever teams we when we interviewed Gromberg, he said that he said the same thing. It's whatever team is willing to take a shot and is willing to yeah. you know go outside the norm and bring in a coach that doesn't have any coaching experience in North America really and and take the shot to be a head coach and you know there might not be a team that's willing to do that and he might have to start in the AHL or be a, an assistant coach which honestly might be the likely option for him I think there should be a team that's willing to take the shot at him but I, I don't know if that's going to be I don't case. think it'll be the Ducks because no, be. Brujo uh, uh, Bob Murray can't have two bad coaching hires back to back and he's not going to take that chance that Gromberg doesn't work out in North American style of uh play so i don't think he's willing to stick his neck out um or you know he's gonna have to stick with it for a couple of seasons till the next draft and his contract's up i don't think he's going to risk having two bad hires or something go like well why'd you give that guy a shot he's not good you know if it doesn't work um it's easy to go well we promoted our ahl guy because they had just an amazing season he knows all the young players it's just a safe bet and i don't see him going out of the way he's just gonna stick with that Garrett said Oilers. What if Gromberg went to the Oilers yeah. and just clicked with Connor McDavid and turned that franchise around? Man, nah, they need that better be... players. <laughs> I you gotta know, remove the planet first. You gotta that... get rid of the planet. <laughs> but he already play. retired. Like this, this could be him just like doing a season with them. I don't think uh, Hitchcock is their long-term choice well, as head coach. They thought he might, and it hasn't really worked out. So I don't see him. I just, yeah, but he already, like, that's either. the thing. He retired. Like, I feel like at most he was going to be there for two or three seasons, and that was it. Like, there yeah. was no way he was going to spend five, five to ten years with this team. I see Blashill getting fired at the end of this year and then watch Detroit try to go off or somebody like that, too. Yeah. Uh Quack City wants to know, does the AHL or an assistant coaching job in the NHL pay more than whatever his job in Sweden is? Uh, I, like, I would say probably not, but he, at this point, I don't think he cares. Like, he already said he's he, his contract's expiring with Team Sweden, and he's coming over to coach here. Like, that's his next step in his, in his career development. Like, I don't think he cares if it pays less or if it pays more. Like, I'm pretty sure he just wants to eventually be an NHL head coach, and to do that, he has to coach in North America, either either in the NHL or in the AHL. Yeah, he, he said he's, you know, he's he's learned all he can in that position there, and so he's, he's done with the international stuff. He wants to coach in the NHL. That's his goal. Um, and if he's good, which he thinks he is, and if it, you know, turns out that way, he'll start to get paid more money than he would there so it's uh you know risk reward but if he's confident in himself then you know he's got every right to want to come over here and prove it all right well do you guys got anything else we we'll cover with that i think we covered pretty much everything we, uh, we got it all wrapped up yeah. well if uh so if, you, if you guys are new to watching us talk about hockey then we do the regular forever mighty post game show after every game uh, so make sure you check that out. We'll be live again on Wednesday after the Ducks play the Vancouver Canucks with our new head coach, Bob Murray, behind the bench. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed this show, make sure to give us a follow on Twitch. It really helps us out. And it will also give you a nice little notification when we go live on here. Um, we still do our live streaming for the podcast on YouTube for now, but we do stream on here. Like yesterday, we were streaming Apex Legends, so we do some gaming stuff on here. Obviously, we do some of these breaking shows on here as well, and we're doing a trade deadline live show, potentially figuring that out because I think I'm the only one available for that right now. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing be. that in some capacity. We will be live on Monday the 25th. It just depends on how many of us are going to be here, but we'll be doing a... Uh, a trade deadline show for that so make sure to check that out 
And uh, we are off to go record the second episode of the Pucks of a Feather podcast. So if you haven't checked that out, we do a weekly recap of all the Ducks news. So if you don't have time to catch the post-game shows or if you're a little bit behind on those and you just want a weekly recap of it, then make sure you go check it out on PucksOfAFeather.com. And uh, the second episode will be up tomorrow. So we'll have uh, kind of good timing. For, for all this coaching. Yeah, see how it works really well. <laughs> it's given us about 30 minutes of extra content to talk about, which is always a nice thing because usually it happens the day after we record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. Thanks for making Yay. the decision today. <laughs> thanks, Samuelis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for t- coming out and uh, make sure you check out the Forever Mighty Post Game Show on Wednesday after the Vancouver Canucks game. Have a good one, guys. Bye, guys. Take care.